Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Beth coming at you from my closet in North Carolina. Hey, this is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. What's up, Beth? She's looking at me funny because I lied. I am not yeah. in a closet in North Carolina. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't look like your closet. The usual no, background. I'm in a kitchen in West Virginia. <laughs> I'm in my mama's kitchen. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. I came home to visit my family in the mountains of West Virginia, and it's really cold here. It's really, really cold. It's colder than I like oh, to be. Is it? Hmm. It's so cold. Colder than home, like than usual. Yeah, the high today was thirty-seven degrees. <laughs> My mom's want to go places. <laughs> I was like, Mm-mm. not today. <laughs> today, when it's when it's thirty-seven degrees, I stay in my pajamas. Me and my mm. daughter, we declared it. We declared it. We were like, today. We are wearing our PJs. <laughs> we did go places, though. We got dragged out of the house. It's fine. <laughs> That's funny. And um, Wi-Fi is going to hold up out there? <laughs> right? I've been very worried because it is a little iffy, but my kids have been doing school here. Oh, right. Week, and so that's gone okay. And so we're going to see about that. Okay. So if I start sound a little garbly. Just fast forward <laughs> a little bit. It'll come back. Don't worry. I'll try not to like talk over you in case it's like one of those delayed. Okay. I'll be like, I'll raise my hand. I'll raise my hand. So, you know, if I have a question, that's good. That's that's, did you learn that from your kids? <laughs> actually, actually, funny story. Could you Just unmute? Earlier. Could you unmute, please? <laughs> please, LinkedIn. Do you have a question? Just before we came, I came down to record. Um, we we're sitting in the living room, and we've been trying to really instill with the kids that when daddy, mom, and dad are talking, like you need to just wait because they I just like. Interrupt bust up in the middle of the two of us like literally physically we'll be in the middle of the two of us and like trying to show something to some you know one of us and we're like (laughs) we're literally having a conversation right now like stop and so they're they're slowly getting it but they'll never be they'll never be good at it but anyway my littlest be respectful people (laughs) (laughs) my littlest is sitting on the couch next to me I'm sitting on one couch and my husband's sitting on the other couch across the living room and the little guy's sitting next to me and I'm talking to my husband so I'm li- looking at him and I keep getting this like he, like Emery just keeps like pointing over next to me and I'm like but I'm talking to you so I don't want to look next to me right now because I don't <laughs> care what's happening next to me right now and I look finally look over and he's just sitting there with his hand up oh <laughs> there you go see see if like it's okay. off <laughs> per- per- persistence pays <laughs> I need I need to instill the hand raising in my house, <laughs> and then I'm gonna do the teacher thing and be like, "Not right now, not, not right now. now. It's not time know. for questions right now. <laughs> Unless you have to pee, not right now. Yeah. Okay, thank you." <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, full on kindergarten teacher. Yes. Well, the fun thing about this week is because I am in West Virginia, I am doing a West Virginia case. 
Oh, yay. Well, actually, not only a West Virginia case, but this is actually from the town that I grew up in. Oh, wow. Real and close. happened at my school, at my college, Marshall University. Ah, dang it. I wish I was wearing my new Marshall shirt or sweatshirt. Oh, Marshall University is a town located in Huntington, West Virginia. If you don't know, it's been made famous by being fabulous and also <laughs> by Matthew McConaughey <laughs> in the movie <laughs> We Are Marshall. Okay, something else that's crazy about this case, too, is I have two sisters, right? Two older sisters, one of which recommended this case, whose name is Laura. Oh, yes. The other one's name is Leah, and Leah is the name of the victim. So Ah. my sisters and my hometown and my college and Matthew McConaughey are involved in this case. Not really Matthew McConaughey, but. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get my attention. <laughs> I was just trying to get everybody a pretty picture before I start talking about this. <laughs> okay. So this case is unsolved, which I've never done before, but I'm very excited about. And there are lots of rumors and theories about it, some of which I'll get into, some of which hit home with people and places that I like personally know, but we'll get to those. But for now, this is the story of Leah Hickman. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Leah Hickman was born in November of 1986 in Leon, West Virginia. Leon is in Mason County, which is right on the Ohio river and is really close to the town of Point Pleasant. West Virginia. So you may have heard mm-hmm. of Point Pleasant. That's where like the legend of the Mothman was. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Terrible movie, by the way. Okay. <laughs> so she was an only child, very adored by her parents, Ronald and Sherry. She was a really good girl. She was very loving. She was extremely close to her parents. She liked music and dancing. She went to a Christian school, like mm-hmm. all the way through K through 12 and that was in Point Pleasant. And she played the trumpet in the band and sang in the choir. Super cute. She had dark curly hair and blue eyes. Dark curly hair and like bright blue eyes. Isn't that the best combination? Yes. Like yes. dark hair and blue eyes I think is really bombshell. Okay. So she graduated high school in 2005 and that fall she left home and moved about an hour away to Huntington, West Virginia to attend Marshall University. Go herd. She majored in journalism and had dreams of being a TV news reporter. Oh, okay. Okay. So she didn't want to live on campus and her older half sister. So she has a half sister named Jessica Vickers, and she just so happened to be living in Huntington in an apartment. And at that time, she was living with her boyfriend, but her boyfriend had just recently been deployed to Iraq. He was in the army. Mm -hmm. And so her boyfriend was not currently there. So Leah moved in. So it's fall 2005. She moves in with her half-sister, Jessica. She was a really good student. She had a lot of friends. She had like one of those cute little bedazzled flip phones. <laughs> oh my gosh. She had a MySpace 
that she was really mm-hmm. active on. And Bushes. she drove, yes, and she drove a yellow Chevy Cavalier. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, she, oh, wait, I... I'm not even, I'm not even, oh, okay. she also worked at Sears. And then after she left Sears, she got a job at Dress Barn. Dress Barn's my mom's favorite place, or at least it used to be. Well, <laughs> Okay, is there have you ever heard like more time capsule of information in your entire life? No. no. <laughs> Bedazzled flip phone, MySpace, yellow Chevy Chevy Cavalier, dress barn. <laughs> so like Yeah. Guess what year this was if you haven't. It's 2007. <laughs> <laughs> it's all 2007. <laughs> So uh, I just random last night because of the show This Is Us and they were talking about MySpace and Emery was like um, isn't isn't this like based on today? So why are they talking about MySpace? Well, MySpace still like there's still MySpace. Oh yeah, and I had we had no idea. We like looked it up. We're like I'm like oh it's still there. I, I don't know how many people use it, but it's still there. But yes, crazy crazy that MySpace is. Actually I probably still... have one. Well, I know I have one, but I haven't looked oh, at it. We should friend each other. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm totally gonna try and hack in because I still have my old email yeah. that I can be like forgot my password. Oh yeah, that's probably my. <laughs> so funny okay so here we are now that we've set the scene mm-hmm. this is december of 2007 so at this time leah was a junior in college and school had just ended for the like winter fall semester i guess okay. and it was friday december 14th that's my husband's birthday by the way mm-hmm. okay so leah had just gotten her grades and she was super excited at how well she had done and how her semester had ended up. And that following day on Saturday, she was planning to go back to Point Pleasant to her parents and to like spend the holidays with them. Mm-hmm. So she was going to go back home for a couple weeks. So her and Jessica, the sister that she lived with, went to the mall probably to do some last minute Christmas shopping because Amazon wasn't a thing in 2007. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Then they parted ways because Jessica had to go to work. So Leah went home and like during her drive home and when she got home, she actually called both of her parents separately and she told them about her grades and how she was excited and that she was looking forward to seeing them. And then she started packing her clothes for the next couple of weeks and then cleaning the apartment a little bit. So Jessica came home from work on her lunch break at 3.30 to grab some things. So by this time in 2007, Jessica and the boyfriend that was in the army had broken up Mm -hmm. a few months before this time, before December of 2007. And she was dating a new boy. And that night she had planned to stay the night with the boyfriend, the new boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So she came home to get her stuff on her lunch break. She saw Leah Leah was finishing up packing and she was doing dishes and Jessica said, I'm just grabbing my stuff. I'm heading, you know, just my boyfriend's after work, have a great trip, you know, home, whatever. See you later. She said she left about four o'clock and she said at that time that, you know, everything was perfectly normal. Like I said, she Mm -hmm. was packing, Leah was packing, she was doing dishes. They said, bye, whatever. Around 530 that evening, Leah called a friend And she just chatted with her friend, telling her what her plans were, talking about whatever. And then she was like, I'm starving. I'm heading to McDonald's to get something to eat. 
So the McDonald's that was about five or six minutes away from her apartment. Okay, so she hung up the phone, going to McDonald's, see you later. So later that night, Leah's mom tried to call her again, but she got her voicemail. Mm-hmm. So then a couple of her friends were trying to call her as well. Like, what are you doing? It's Friday night. You're leaving tomorrow. Nobody could get a hold of her. And everyone got her voicemail. So a couple of them just left her some messages thinking that she'd call back in the morning. But she didn't. So the next morning, December 15th, her mom tried calling her again. And she got that automated message that her voicemail box was full. Oh, gosh. Uh-oh. So this is very odd. Right. She always Mm -hmm. had this cell phone with her on her hip. It's not like her to not answer the phone, first of all, but definitely she returns phone calls, especially to her mom. Mm -hmm. So her mom was very worried about this. So she called Jessica, the sister, and said, where's Leah? Have you seen her? And Jessica, remember, had stayed the night with her boyfriend that night. Mm -hmm. So she wasn't home. So she left and went back to the apartment to to find Leah to see if she could find her. So she got there at about one o'clock in the afternoon and Leah wasn't there. She, the bags that she had packed the night before to take to her parents' house were still there. Her car, the yellow Chevy Cavalier was still parked in front of the house on the street. Her purse, her keys and her coat were all inside the apartment. Or at least there was like her purse, her keys, and a coat beside it. She had other coats, but Mm -hmm. there was a coat like with them. She also found a McDonald's receipt and wrappers. Mm. So So she made it to McDonald's. It it does seem like she made it to McDonald's and made it home and ate. But there was no Leah. There's nothing out of the ordinary, according to the stepsister or the half-sister, in the apartment except for that the back door of the apartment was like slightly ajar Mm. so it wasn't it wasn't open but it wasn't closed all the way so immediately everybody starts to worry about where Leah is but they're like well she's a busy college student you know she somebody has to know where she is let's try not to freak out yet right Mm -hmm. So her sister, Jessica, posted a message on her MySpace page that said, quote, oh, where are you, sister? What? Why? I think that's (laughs) weird, too. I don't know. I mean, I understand why she posted to her MySpace because, like, she can't get a hold of her. So she's like, well, she's on MySpace all the time. Oh, sister, where are you? You know, whatever. But it's a weird message. I don't know if that's like. Some silly way that they used to talk to each other. I mean, I call my sister sister all the time. Mm-hmm. Like we're all the time like, hey, sister, you know. Right. So I don't know. It's it just sounds funny, I guess, in the mm-hmm. context of it. Okay. So Leah was due at work that day, that Saturday at five o'clock at the dress barn. But guess what? She didn't show up. She didn't show up and she didn't call in. So at this point, her family is super worried. So they're calling all of her friends, seeing if they can get a hold of her, seeing if anybody's seen her, when, who's the last person that talked to her. And they figure out that nobody has talked to her since fr- that 5.30 call on Friday when she said she was going to McDonald's. So we know she went to McDonald's. We know she made it back home. We know she ate, but we don't know what happened after that. Mm-hmm. So her family's like, okay, 
Where is Leah? So they call the Huntington Police Department, her mom does, and reports her missing. At the same time that the police start like searching for her, the family also is printing posters. They're posting to social media. They're passing out flyers. They're asking around the campus at Marshall, asking them around the town. I mean, they kind of take to the streets and fan out mm-hmm. to see if they can figure if they can figure out where she is. Super hopeful that she's around somewhere and, you know, sleeping something off or whatever. So the police come, they search the apartment. They found no forced entry, no signs of foul play. They did take note of the back door being ajar. And Jessica said that sometimes they leave that door unlocked when they're doing laundry because it's the closest. There's a common laundry room in the basement of the apartment. Mm -hmm. And so it's the closest door to it. So if they're doing laundry, they're going in and out that back door. And so I don't know if maybe she was saying that she was packing, leaving town. So maybe there's a possibility she was doing laundry. It's not weird that the door's unlocked. The police did bring in dogs. And the dogs picked up Leah's scent and followed it to the driveway. But then it disappeared. And the Mm -hmm. driveway of this house is in the back of the house. So if you're parking in front of the house, you're parking on a street but there if you go around the house to the side there's a driveway in the back i'll post pictures of it but so that's where the driveway is okay question about the back door is the back door do they have does it have access to the different apartments in this building or is it just the access to the laundry room it just it's not access to the laundry room it's access to outside So you actually have to walk out the back door. The way that these apartments is, is like you walk in one middle door and then there's apartments. Right. Sort of like a hotel, I guess, kind of more in Mm -hmm. that way. And then you can go straight and walk out the back door and you walk out the back door and walk around and then down into the basement. Oh, okay. So that was go outside and then down into the basement. So that was kind of like the the hallway. There was a front door, hallway, and then the back door. Okay. Right. Okay. Essentially. And so, so the dogs technically follow her scent from her apartment out that back door and into that driveway in the back. And then theoretically, if she was doing laundry, she would have walked into the basement, but they stopped in the driveway. The dogs did. Mm -hmm. Okay. So where was I? Okay. I'm sorry. So they got her cell phone activity and they noted that at five, the five thirty phone call to her friend on Friday. But then after that, there is absolutely no activity on her cell phone. So all of these other people that her mom had tried to call her, remember, and a couple of Mm -hmm. friends that also tried to call her, those calls did not show up on the cell phone activity. So her phone was off. Okay. So she has no calls in, no calls out, no texts, and no pings off any towers after that 5.30 call to her friend where Mm -hmm. she says, I'm going to McDonald's. So they also couldn't find her cell phone. It was missing. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So she had that, but it was off. So they interviewed the owner of the apartment who lived in Florida. They interviewed the tenants of the apartment. They did the current tenants that were there and then also any previous tenants. They interviewed them as mm-hmm. well. They interviewed the family, the friends, the coworkers, the neighbors, maintenance workers. They interviewed delivery drivers, literally everyone they're interviewing. Right. There is no sign of Leah. Meanwhile, her sister, Jessica, was like she went on the news 
She was making appearances on all kinds of news outlets. She went on local news stations. She went on MSNBC a couple times. She even oh, wow. went on Nancy Grace. Oh, Lord. I can't stand that woman for Nancy some reason. Nancy but... <laughs> Stinking Grace. Okay. She's pleading for help and information and for Leah to come back safely. So Leah's story gained a lot of national attention because she had gone out and really like screamed it and yelled it. Where is she? Who knows? And Dress Barn, where Leah worked, actually um, offered a $10,000 reward for anyone who had any information in her disappearance. Oh, wow. Go Dress Barn. Yeah. As much as I make fun of you. (laughs) So (laughs) I think they're closed. I'm not sure. But... I'm going to tell you what happens next in this case, right after the break. Hello, Twisted Humans. This is the podcast where two best friends chat true crime and have a glass or two of wine. I'm Alicia. And I'm Caitlin. And this is Twisted and Uncorked. So join us every week for Casual Tuesdays where we release a new episode. We are now available on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Rate, review, and subscribe. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, so this brings us to December 21st, which is one week after Leah was last seen. A benefit concert was planned at a local bar called Marley's Doghouse. No, I've never been there. (laughs) How'd you know that was going to be my question? (laughs) (laughs) And it's not there anymore because I did drive by and look. To raise money for search efforts. Before the concert started, though. The local police department said that they had an announcement. And at 9 o'clock, they held a press conference and announced that a body had been found that they believed to be 21-year-old Leah Hickman. Mm. So all of these fellow students and friends and family who were there for this concert to raise money to find missing Leah were now all there to, like more in the fact that they had found her dead body. Mm-hmm. Okay, so her, the remains were positively identified as Leah. Leah was found in a crawl space in the basement of the apartment building where she lived. What? How did the dogs not find that? That's the first thing I said to. <laughs> so remember, the basement is the laundry room. Mm-hmm. So she was found in the basement, in that laundry room, in a crawl space in that laundry room, which was only like 18 inches wide. Oh. And she wasn't even like put in the crawl space. She was put in there and like pushed out of the way so that if you just opened the crawl space, you probably wouldn't have even seen her. Mm. You really would have had to have like stuck your head in there and with a light and looked. She was fully clothed and wrapped in plastic. Oh my gosh. The autopsy showed that she had likely been dead since December 14th, which is the last time she was seen or heard from. There was no evidence of sexual assault. 
and her cause of death was listed as strangulation. Mm. A memorial service was held for Leah on December 29th in Point Pleasant, and 2,000 people were in attendance. Oh, wow. And Dress Barn actually paid for the funeral. Oh, wow. I love this fact, actually, because I think it's really reflective of what kind of person she was. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, she was a really big deal to people. And her father, Ron, is quoted as saying, she left such an impression on people. Imagine if she would have gotten to live her whole life. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Gosh. So police, at this point, became really tight-lipped about the investigation. So, like, I had a ton of questions personally about it, like, what was she strangled with? Mm. Like, was it a ligature mark? Were there hands, you know, bruising like it was hands? Like, did it seem to be like, you know what I mean? Like, what? Because mm -hmm. they can tell those things somewhat. Right. Did she have any other injuries to her body? Defensive wounds, you know, bruises, broken bones, nothing. We don't get any of that information. They literally said nothing. What they did say was that they believe that Leah's murder was not random. They think that she either knew her murderer or that they knew her, but they definitely know that they knew the layout of the apartment building because this crawl space that she was in, nobody even knew it was there. Oh. Like it was not noticeable at all. The police repeatedly said, repeatedly and still to this day say that they have people, a person or people in mind but that they lacked the evidence to pursue any leads. But they won't say who these suspects are. No, they can't say who the suspects are because they don't have enough as evidence to say this person is a suspect. They can't name mm. anybody as a suspect. So they did find a trace amount of DNA, which was reported in a couple places as being hair fibers. But I, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know what the DNA was specifically. And they sent it off for testing at more than one facility. But both times it came back inconclusive. Oh, gosh. It was like there just wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. And it's so weird. Again, like you said, that the dogs missed her. Because if she was in the laundry room, like let's say she was killed in her apartment, which would most likely I feel like have to have been the case. Because this is a busy street. Like she lived on... There, these houses are not far apart. There's constant traffic on this road. They could not have done anything to her outside her apartment or in the driveway. But if they carried her outside and out that door and into the driveway, then they would have turned her and then put her down in the basement. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, it's really weird. I don't know what happened. But needless to say, her case went cold. There was almost zero evidence and no suspect was ever or has ever been named. Okay, so this is weird. In April of 2014, so this is six and a half years from her death, someone went to the apartment building where she lived and where she was found. And all along the bottom of it, read near the basement, spray painted, who killed Leah Hickman? And it was done, I mean, it was huge. It is all along the bottom of the building. I will post a picture of this. And it was done with two coats of white spray paint. Oh, Randomly wow. 
six and a half years after her death. This date was not significant in any way. Right. It wasn't a birthday. It wasn't like the anniversary of it. Nothing. It was just some random day in April. There were no leads ever found on who the vandal was, but this is a really, really haunting picture. Like I will post it because it is super creepy. And to know that like right there is where she was found. Right. Yeah. Oof. Okay. So I do have a few theories, courtesy, courtesy of our friendly neighborhood sleuths out there. But <laughs> I do want to say there's a ton of theories. There are a, I'm talking over 50 theories and oh, wow. probably over a dozen suspects. I'm not going to talk about all those because some of them I think are just silly. Not silly, mm. but like they're not probable to me. So I'm not talking right. about it. I'm just going to do a couple. And I don't agree with these theories. I want to be very clear about that. I'm definitely not accusing anybody of any of this stuff. We don't have any confirmation of from any law enforcement that any of these are even remotely possible or suspects or anything that any leads that they're pursuing. This is just amateur people delving mm -hmm. in. This is just the us's in the world that are trying. <laughs> so, yeah, right, exactly. Okay. So, the first theory, which is interesting to me, is that it was a maintenance man. That's what I was thinking. Maintenance man, landlord. They know the layout of. Okay. Like, well, the landlord places. lives in Florida. Yeah, the person okay. who owns it lives in Florida. So, his brother and his brother's friend manage the apartment building for him. So, they live locally and they manage it. And so, like, the brother, I think, is more the person who, like, gets the rent, finds tenants, does, you know, those types of things. And then the friend was kind of like the maintenance man, from what I understand. The owner did report that there was some routine maintenance being done in the apartment building at the time. Like, they were repairing leaky faucets. There was some work being done on the hot water tank, which, P.S., was located in the laundry room slash basement mm. and a maintenance worker would certainly know the layout of the building and he would also know like who Leah was that she lived there which apartment she lived in and probably ha her comings and goings too you know what I mean mm -hmm. because if he's there every day doing maintenance work he's seeing her every day come in leave all that stuff and you know so it kind of reminds me of like that show you on Netflix mm, yeah you know where he like creepy stalks people and knows their schedule and then accidentally runs into them or whatever and mm -hmm. they have absolutely no idea that they're being stalked so he's like a Joe mm -hmm. and um, later this particular maintenance worker was known to have stalked women after this and in 2016, he actually committed suicide in a hotel room. Oh. So the theory is that the reason why he did that is because he he thought he was going to get found out. Couldn't live with the guilt. But so long after and they didn't have any leads that you'd think he would be like, I got away well, with it. that's but true. But her family still, even to this day, like every year or two, will go on another news outlet and get her case out there. And like revived mm. again. So like there's a real possibility that they had just gone on some local news station around the time or whatever. That's the theory. Okay. Right. But okay. Oh, okay. So 
Go ahead. You have questions okay. about that one? No, it wasn't a question. It was more like now we'll now they'll never if if it was him, they'll never figure it out at this point. No, he's dead. Well, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Okay. The second theory is about Jessica, the sister, mm-hmm. her ex-boyfriend. Okay, so remember back I had said in 2005 when Leah moved in with Jessica that she was living with a guy who had gotten deployed to Iraq and then they later broke up. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that guy was known to be like a real slim shady. Mm-hmm. He was weird. He was a drinker. He had a temper, apparently, that was reported by multiple people. And it is reported that he and Leah never really got along. Oh. So apparently, when he got deployed to Iraq, he left his stuff at Jessica's apartment because he lived there, right? And um, Leah had recently told them, oh, so they were storing the stuff in the basement. So, like, he left all of his stuff in the apartment they and was in Iraq. They broke up, and so then they put his stuff in the basement. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then Leah, it's reported that Leah had told the maintenance man, there he is again, the maintenance man, to just throw it out. Like, just throw oh, okay. it out. It's fine. And that the ex had found out about this, and he got really mad about it. So he was in the Army. He had just gotten home from a deployment in Iraq. He's a drinker. He probably has PTSD. And he was pissed about the breakup and pissed that they were throwing his stuff out. So the theory is that he probably still had keys to the apartment because he lived there. And he came and this was like a retaliation thing. Gosh. I think that's a weird theory just because I don't know why he would kill Leah. Right, just because like, she he would kill was the, the one. girlfriend. Right, he would have killed the person he dated. He would have killed Jessica. Yeah, or the new boyfriend over Leah because he was mad that you know she was right. dating someone else. But Leah yeah, is a stretch. I'm, it's I think it's strange, but it also I don't know. I mean, who knows? I wonder what his stuff was. Like I've thought about that. Like, what if he had like. Like, what if that was everything he owned his whole life? Well, yeah, I think it was kind of not great for them to say throw it away. I mean. Yeah. Like, we're done with it. Just throw it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the third theory is that Jessica killed Leah. The half-sister? The half-sister. Because they, they got along too well and she just couldn't handle that. <laughs> right? <laughs> so she lived with her. She was the last person to see her alive. She is the one who reported the back door was left open. She posted that weird thing on on MySpace. There were some reports from coworkers that they had been fighting Mm. and weren't getting along. Again, we don't, we can't confirm this. Her other friends and family don't report this. They say that they did get along, that they were fine. Her alibi is that she was at work and then she went straight to her boyfriend's house and stayed the night. So her boyfriend is her alibi, technically. Mm -hmm. Something interesting that is reported about her boyfriend is that the day Leah went missing, so that Friday, he 
hurt his arm to the point where he actually had to go for medical treatment. Oh, so so he, he had like an arm injury. In there. <laughs> yeah, some that's what some people think is that Jessica killed her and he helped hide the body or that they both killed her and they were like each other's alibis. Hmm. Okay. But then Jessica went like she was tirelessly searching for her. She went on all these news interviews. She was passing out flyers. She went to the campus. She went all around town. Like she was truly looking for her everywhere and was really the forefront of it almost is what it kind of made it sound like. Some people say that like in these interviews that she was given to all these news stations and stuff that she wasn't like as emotional as they wanted her to be. But I think that's kind of silly to say that actually, because yeah, like for one thing at the time when she did the interviews, she Leah was, she was just missing at that point. Mm-hmm. They hadn't found the body, so they didn't know she was dead. And also, like, if you're going to go on a news station to try and help find your loved one, you blubbering through the interview and, like, crying and being emotional is not going to help. It's like you're going to yeah. pull your stuff together to be on the news. You know what I mean? You're not going to show right. your emotion to, like, the entire country. But anyway, that's what people say. I will say that both Jessica and her boyfriend at the time were interviewed really extensively and they were interviewed both before Leah's body was found and then again after. So it is interesting that police spent what seems to be like a ton of time entering the two of them Mm -hmm. and then later says will we have people or a person that we think did it, but we just don't have the evidence. Yeah. I think that's kind of weird. Um, so we, and also we never knew, we never find out, or I couldn't find out what actually happened to the boyfriend's arm. Like, or what said happened to it. That has not Mm -hmm. been made public. What's weird is about the sister is I just don't know what the motive is. Like, I don't, why would she have killed her? Right. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's what I'm sitting here, like racking my brain. Like what, (laughs) what would have been the reason? (laughs) Yeah. I will say too, and this is interesting. I've thought about this a lot is it's weird to me that first of all, I don't think it could be one person. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because I just don't think that one person could have killed her in the apartment with no struggle apparent struggle because remember they said that everything looked to be okay wrapped her in plastic carried her downstairs put her in this crawl space quickly enough if it was one person that is going to take a long time to do all right and it was nobody saw them that's what i was gonna say how did nobody see them carry this body out of the back door and i mean is it that quick of a no i don't think so i think Mm -hmm. it's weird that they weren't seen but I mean, if it was the middle of the night, I guess I don't know. No, true, that's true. You know, because they, yeah, they, yeah, they could have waited and done it. Yeah, right. So it had to have been two people, in my opinion. But I also think then to that same point, if there's two people, how did not one of those two people in all that not leave evidence? Mm. Well, if it's, I mean. If it's the sister and the boyfriend, their their DNA is going to be all over that apartment anyway. True. But and how did they not could, leave evidence on her? 
Well, yeah. If they strangle her, wrap her in plastic, carry her down to the basement. Like, how is that possible? Mm. Even if not, even if both of them didn't leave evidence, how is it possible that not one of them it did? It had to have Mm. been two people. Right. I just don't know how anybody, even if it's one person, didn't leave any DNA. Like... How, yeah, how do you exactly. do all of that and like wipe that exactly. clean? Exactly. So did you, weird. Did you each each fold on the on the plastic, wipe everything down? Or well, clearly you're wearing gloves, but gloves. Yeah. Not one hair dropped from your head in this process. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. There's also some um, people that I saw on some websites too, going back to the sister and the boyfriend. That apparently a place where he worked sells this type of plastic. Or like yeah. a similar plastic or whatever. Mm. Like he would have had to have bought it. That would have been very premeditated. It wouldn't have been a situation where his girlfriend called him and was like, I just killed my sister. What you got? And he was like, let me run to my work real quick. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. Right, yes. Yeah. It's weird. would have known. Yeah. So because I am in the same town that all of this occurred, I went to the apartment building in Huntington, <gasps> where Leah lived, and I took pictures of it. I took pictures of the front of it. I took pictures of the side of it. I took pictures of the driveway and the back door to check out social media this week because I'm going to post all these <laughs> pictures. And I'm going to post the picture of the weir- the spray paint thing. Mm-hmm. That's very disturbing to me. And yeah. also, you can rent this apartment. You can rent an apartment in oh. this building for a reasonable $675 a month. Wow. Well, hey. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to live there knowing what happened never. there. <laughs> Literally never. <laughs> like, it's like we think it's fun to go and take a quick photo. <laughs> I, I actually was really there. disturbed doing that. Yeah. Because I was like, do you smile? Because it's not like a, ooh, a selfie. Dead girl was here. Like, like I was outside of Gacy's house? Yes, that's what it reminds me Very awkward. I don't recommend doing it, but I did it for y'all. Although I do feel like that, like, your thing is different. I mean, we, we I don't know. It's a little different. Like, Gacy is, like, long gone and, like, it was so right. long ago that I feel like it's, um, even though horrific things happen and it doesn't change just because it was long ago that they were horrific. But it was, like, I don't know, just a little, like, you know, people, like... You can geek out on like a little more. Yeah. Anyway, but this, yeah, being, I mean, 2007, did you say? (laughs) Like, yeah, exactly. So I'll post um, the information if you have any information on this case for Leah Hickman. You can contact the Huntington PD and I'll put all the information in there. But really do check out social media because I think it's going to be. I'm super into it because I personally took these photographs. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, awesome. Yes, were... they also look exactly like the ones on Google, but that's fine. They weren't. Whatever, you took them. <laughs> I totally did. You can put copyright Beth, Beth Gordon on it. Story of Leah Hickman. Wow. So thank well, that... you to my sister for recommending this local case. Yes, yes. Thanks, Laura. Wish and you, I really uh... wish that that Marley's doghouse was still open so I could go and like toast to one day finding toast. Leah's killer. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Pour one out for your homie. Yep, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Terrible sad case. It's too bad that uh, Laura couldn't join you as a guest. 
I texted her. She's super lame, whatever. <laughs> she is very close to me right now, just up the road. Laura, how many times do you get a chance to be a guest on a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take a picture with her, though, while I'm here. <laughs> got a merch, so. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, gosh, that thanks for that story. I I mean, you know me and the unsolved stuff. I know. Right? It was fun, I actually. It. I really liked all these crazy theories. Well, and that's the other thing. You can, I mean, you could literally go down, you go down a rabbit hole in these cases, but then you can go down a totally separate rabbit hole looking at the theories of these sleuths that are out there. Yeah. And we love some of you them can, We do love you sleuths. Some of them are entertaining and some of them are like, oh, okay, well, that kind of makes sense. That could be it. But. Yes. And if you're interested in looking at the 48 other theories that are out there <laughs> in this case, feel free. You can find them. It wasn't that hard. So. <laughs> I might I might have to do that just because it'll be fun yeah. to do instead of like research for me. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Oh gosh, that was awesome and even more doubly awesome that you are like in the town and we're able to, you know, drive like researching it while you're there and drive around and visit these places and whatnot. So that's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Good job. Good job. Thanks. High five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So thanks for joining us again. We are so looking forward to this, the rest of this second season. So if you have any case suggestions, send them our way and you know where to find us. We are on all of the platforms. Check out our merch store. It's always up. We might surprise you with a coupon, not coupon. It's not a coupon code. What is Discount it? Discount code. Discount, discount code. code. Yeah. But a you got to check our code. social media for that. So if you're yes. not following us, go do it. Exactly. Basically, if you find us on Instagram, Crimes and Closets, there's a link there that gets you to everything. All of it. All of our podcast links, websites, merch store. Click it. Click it and come check us out. And always remember, the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closets. <laughs> Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.